Welcome to the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking. And guess what, y'all? We black in the garden. Hey, soil cousins. It's your girl, Cola B. Talking, the hostess with the mostest. And if you know like I know, then you know I know how to count. I was trying to be cute. I was trying to be a producer. And I'm counting down like we're going to get started. This is Black in the Garden and Friends, which is season 4.5. We're just trying something different. Just going to have some of my homies with me. Derek is going to be with me. He's such a good homie. The chocolate botanist. The crazy botanist. If uh-huh. You are not too particular about ableist speech. I'm aware. Yeah. But you know what I'm, I'm saying? Chocolate botanist is what I'm going to go with because it's like, hey, go forth and be chocolate and botanized. Go forth and be chocolate and botanized. But see, I'm crazy for the plants and the plants are crazy for me. We have a connection, them and I. I work for them. They work for me. I go out into the world and the plants, they whisper things to me. They tell me to do terrible things to human beings, but I ignore that. And they, in turn, (laughs) care for me. You know, I would love to hear more about your botanical faves as far as the things that you, I don't know, maybe consume just to Ooh, give you a little chill. To give me that special feeling. Herbs. Yeah. And I just feel like perhaps that might be part of the experience on this episode. And I do a lot of plants. With some <laughs> of those plants, you know, I love some ginger. I love a good ashwagandha tea. There's some mm. beautiful chocolate tea I get from Jasper and Gold here in the Durham area, North Carolina. Mm. There's mints, there's rosemaries, there's lavenders, things in that family. But of course, I enjoy a good hemp tea every so often, a good hemp infused things. Can we give a shout out to one of our favorite hemp farmers? You know, I think she's really the only, actually, I can't even say the only hemp farmer. She's the only one I know in person. And I've actually met two, but the other one, you know, they a little funny. I mean, they hear this, they know they are. But the black one, because you, you already knew, you already knew the other one was black. We the, knew the vibes. Y'all know what y'all came here for. <laughs> the, the beautiful, illustrious, phenomenal, entrepreneurial. Madam C. Stanley is she is phenomenal. Green heifer farms, not heifer, heifer with two F's and an A on the end. Green heifer farms. Important. It is important. Her variety of hemp teas are phenomenal. I purchased a triple pack. I need to actually make another purchase because her and her stuff. I love it because I know you didn't just grind this down, and it could be some of this and some of that. I can actually see the hemp flower and the leaves and everything like it's a, it's a loose tea and it's not some ground down, going to be weak soon thing. Like I loved her product and she is just a phenomenal woman. She's so down to earth. She is just a, a beautiful yes. human being and a soul, a good soul. She got like gorgeous hair. She be out oh, yes. in the field and poom poom shorts on. And I'm yes, like, poom poom better shorts. Better be a black woman farmer in all of her glory. Period. Okay. Look, well, black woman excellence, phenomenalist, all of that. That is who she is. Yeah. Oh my god. Y'all check out her YouTube. I will do my best to put that information in the comments. But Green Heffa, H E F F A. 
farm. Okay, so glad that we got to shout her out because I hadn't got a chance to do that yet. But let us just talk a little bit at the beginning before we get into what we were going to talk about, what we about to talk about, and just make sure that we all are aware of how to support the podcast because we want to keep this thing going. This is independently produced until, I don't know, Charlemagne, bro, just email me back, okay? Who all else got a, a podcast network? Let me see. Ricky Smiley, he could call me. Tyler Perry, he do. call. Listen, it's only a matter of time. I'm not worried about that. But well, once, Oprah, once Tyler knocks at your door, you're pretty much in. That's pretty much, you're right. Uh-huh. Killer Mike, uh-huh. I can name pretty much any rapper. If you got a studio, then you got access to the equipment to help, help <laughs> your girl out. But until one of these aforementioned or anybody else who has some resources to pour, not trickle or drip, but pour some resources, <laughs> pour heavy, okay, <laughs> into Black in the Garden, then I will just continue to encourage you to offer your support. And you that anytime, because when can you ever have too much support? Never too much, never too much, never too much. That's what Luke was saying. Never. That is what Luke was in the Bible, right? You put it in there. It's the book of Lufa. Okay. Between Rafa oh, and them, Rafa and Gladys is right between both of them, Rafa and Gladys. Oh, that's the New Testament for sure. Yeah, somewhere. But, there, yeah. but look, reference. this is what you do. This is what you do. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an exchange of monetary resources. We like reviews. Okay. Mm. Here's the thing. This is so dope. Let me frame it for you so that you recognize how fun this is. You get to listen to a show that just resounds with you and brings you joy, right? Usually when there's something that you like, like say you went down to the restaurant where you get the things that you like to eat and they were just particularly on point that day. Maybe you just felt like, you know what, I'm going to go down and leave a review and let everybody know that this was an excellent experience because I know that this will be helpful to them. So same that it will be helpful to, you know, whatever restaurant or business that you go to reviews help a podcaster like me. So rate Black in the Garden. All right. Appreciate that. What else could they do? They could share it, right? They could definitely share it. That's the easiest thing to do. Because, you know, you've been doing such a beautiful job promoting yourself. I'm just going to jump in. You can go on to the Instagram, okay? As long as Mark Zuckerberg don't shut it back down. You can go to the Facebook, okay? Twitter always seems to be up. You can go and tell the people (laughs) about (laughs) Twitter is protected, okay, by the blood of Jesus. And you can go to the people and you can share Black in the Garden let the people know. You can go to MySpace or Tag, okay? Black Planet, all right? Did you say MySpace? MySpace, uh-huh, MySpace and Tag. You can go okay. to Google Plus, okay? Or are you an AOL chat room? And you can let the people know I about Cola anywhere. Sometimes I knock on people's doors like the Jehovah's Witness. And I oh. knock on their door and I say, have you heard about the... <laughs> have you heard about Cola? <laughs> Open the door. I got these magazines for you. Open the door right now. Open the door and take this magazine. Okay? That's what I do. They blocked me out of a couple neighborhoods. But anywho, I am able to do that and tell people about Cola, all right? 
I'm able to go to places seen and unseen <laughs> and talk to them about cola. And you can do the same thing. Your reviews, okay, she's still stuck on me saying Jehovah's Witness. Your reviews, you see, can help the people and bless Tola. Because again, it's not always about the money, but it's about your tension and your likes and your commentary and the time you share. You give her the stars that she deserves while she is here. Again, knock on them doors and go forward. I love it. It wouldn't be a magazine in this case. You can take a coloring book. Okay, he done put the glasses back on. We never know what we're going to get when Derek is on the line with us, but <laughs> on the podcast with us. But yeah, no, um, a coloring book, you know, that's like just leads right into another way to support. We are just so thrilled to have such a way to engage with the podcast. I didn't even fully realize it whenever I first thought about creating a coloring book. But it is literally the perfect pairing with the podcast. That's the power of three. They use a charm one now. I feel like I'm a pro at this by now because the way that I just busted down that alliteration, you can't tell me nothing. I don't even remember what I just said. What did I say? Look at Jesus. Power. It was so beautiful. It's it's okay because you know what? This is recorded. And even though we don't know what the people was listening, they ain't going to remember it either. They're just going to be so stuck. It was so good. It jumped out of my very own mind. But all it slipped you, off your lip. All I'm trying to get you to know is that when I came up with it, <laughs> I was like, yo, you can actually color while you listening to the show. Like, I literally am so thoughtful that I didn't even think about how thoughtful that I was and making sure that y'all had a way to engage something that is still of the podcast while you listen to the podcast you get to color in all these beautiful botanical black excellence of pages that we have so loving that for y'all love it for me i've already colored in it if you haven't got yours yet blkinthegarden.com all the other ways to support are in the show notes y'all can holler at me you know you can text me i am back on it i i was slipping a little bit but we about to get to that in a minute The text number is 833-819-3926. Hit me up. I'm ready to hear from you. Ask questions. I got answers. All right. Comments, criticism, but be nice. You don't have to be a jerk to give criticism, do they? They don't, because if they become a jerk, then I have to become a troll. Rock, paper, scissors, trolls jerks and everybody else the trolls always win the troll is like the trump card it's like donald trump you think you got rid of it but it's still here right. begging well, for its twitter begging all for of that twitter sounds back. very unpleasant and so we're gonna just keep just going on and just like donald trump does it keeps going on keep going <laughs> i just wish that they would not okay but look so what happened was as yes. i mentioned we're just reconfiguring some things so you'll hear this in the fall of 2021. In the end of August, my mother, she passed and it just wasn't fun experiencing what I've been experiencing in the way of, I guess you'd call it professional or public success with the things that I've had going on. And just as we were getting information, exchanging information in the family, you know, her status as she was pretty much on her deathbed, unfortunately. 
that was during the time when the coloring book was launching. So it was within like the first two or three days came out. And my mama liked the color, y'all. So like it really sucked that she didn't even get to like have it. That really sucks. That's not something that I ever really got to say, but I definitely intended to say that. Everybody knew her as Penny. Just from rural, rural, I hate that word. Love mom, but hate rural. Rural Georgia. And yeah, it just brought the whole show to a halt because there was so much else that was happening along with grieving, which is just what we're actually going to talk about today. We is going to talk about grief. And yes, Black in the Garden, obviously, we talk about gardening, but plants die too. And in order to garden, you have to cultivate something. And we, in in essence, as we're cultivating ourselves, as I'm cultivating these sexy plants behind me, and all the ones in this apartment and outside and all that stuff. We should cultivate ourselves. And to talk about grief is a beautiful thing because in the plant community, especially the black community, we have so many beautiful botanical baddies who can talk to us about self-care and plants and things like that. But sometimes, you know, hearing from us people like you and me who may not always talk about these things is also a brilliant thing too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Wow, I like how you put that. That happened. And that's a little bit about why there was this whole hiatus. It's not like I really need to explain too much. It's just somebody died, but especially your mama died. And so I don't have any qualms. I don't feel bad for nothing like that. I'm, I'm certainly not apologetic about it, but I know that it is just, it's a process. I've learned quite a bit and, you know, we continue to live on because of course, I know that fortunately my mom was certainly the type that would want it that way. She would not want nobody to be sitting around crying and all the other kind of stuff. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go forth and prosper because one thing I know for sure, for sure, I mean, I know a lot of things about her, but she would want me to take care of her grandbabies, okay? And doing this... (laughs) Thanks, Karate Grandchildren. That is how the babies is getting fed and they like scripts. And see, here's the thing. (laughs) She would also want you to take care of you. She wants you to take care of them children, but she would also want to know that you are doing what you were put on this earth to do. And your voice across these here airwaves Mm -hmm. is powerful. And that's what you do here doing. I understand what you're going through. Yeah. It's been it's been a thing. And we're definitely gonna go into this deeper because you know I'm going to get you on the other place. But I went to my trip, California, in the July, Mm -hmm. the week after I got back. My great uncle passed, my grandmother's older brother. I recouped mm-hmm. from that the middle of September. Mm-hmm. My good friend, Miss Kay, passed. And Miss Kay was a dear friend of mine that I befriended. And then, literally, in the last week or two, in you know, the last week, my grandfather passed. It has been a Ooh. whirlwind of, of loss and trying to recoup and speaking life into other people while I feel like I'm dying on the inside and just feeling peaceful yet like screaming and being like, should I just sit here and just do nothing all day? Or should I keep going? Why am I keep going? Or should I feel guilty for keep going? So there's just been so much going on within the background of my head while also trying to deal with this using some positive and some negative coping mechanisms. I'm just going to be honest. So... Same. It's a lot. It's just <laughs> Negative a lot. coping mechanisms are still coping mechanisms. They're still coping. 
is a beautiful thing that you are able to at least identify that you know that's not the best thing that I had did, but that's important to be able to identify it so that you oh yeah hopefully don't make too much of it and it doesn't affect you negatively. I wanted to say because we're friends, so we talk, but. The reason why I say that is because I was going to say, oh, man, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. I already knew. But of course, the appropriate response is, I'm sorry for your loss. Tell us what your experience of that. Look, here's what it is. And y'all who have have been in this position, because everybody has known someone that died and you got to share the news and then let's let's unpack it. So here's the thing, right? Because this is a suitcase full of stuff and it's just bulging full, right? So my great uncle passed. I'm still, again, even going through that, I'm still recovering from the racist man that I ran into. So I'm like, geez, like everything. That is on the YouTube. And you know, hot cocoa, y'all see it. And I'm recovering from that. And people are saying, my condolences, my condolences, sorry for your loss, my condolences, my condolences. And I'm like, oh, okay. I go through that. Miss K passes. You know, I got some friends who are like, you know, I heard you had some loss. My condolences. 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 And then this happens with my grandfather, and I'm literally like, I'm not going to put this on the internet, or I don't want to even really tell a lot of people because yeah. the one thing I'm tired of hearing now is my condolences. My condolences. My condolences. My condolences. My condolences. Because I'm just like, I don't, you know, oh, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it's like, please. Leave me alone. And I, we're supposed to say it because I do it too. We're supposed to say it because it's proper. Yeah. You're not supposed to be, you know, this heartless person. Etiquette, but, right? Yeah, it's etiquette and it's proper in them. But I'm also like, can't y'all just, you know, there's a point of contention I have with it because I don't <laughs> want to hear my condolences. I don't want to hear you're sorry for my loss. I don't want to hear your praying. I mean, I, and I want to hear your praying for me. I want to hear these things, but I don't want to hear, I hear because. Yes. Like I want to hear because it makes I know like you all care about me, family, mm-hmm. friends, whoever you are in between. Like a lot of people care. Also, I'm just uh-huh. like, I don't want that. I just want the people that I want back. My good friend is K passed alone. Come on. I want oh. that situation to be different. My grandfather was ill and I just didn't want him to go like that. I wanted him to go in a different way. Really, I didn't want any of these people to go at all, to be honest. I just sit here and I'm like, this is unbelievable. And you people coming around being like, my condolences, my condolences. I'm like, okay, you know, I appreciate it. And it took me days even to get to the place of saying, okay, now I'm okay with myself enough to be like, I'm not going to be rolling my eyes when you all say my condolences. Because to be honest, there's some people who only say it because you're supposed to say it. They don't really care. They only say, you know, my condolences. Don't sorry for your loss. Don't them all that you know. now. I mean, some I'm going to be honest. We know Some people don't this. care. Some people don't and, care and they just want to be popping up with condolences because maybe they want they have to be ulterior. in the list. They want to be seen for whatever reason. We're not focusing exact on them. Moment. We and then are... there's some people who are like, I'm so sorry, this and that and the other. And, you know, if you need anything, let me know. And I'm like, I don't, the thing I need for you to do is to invent a time machine and the cure for various things. Mm -hmm. So that way we can go back in time and basically save all these people and then change a lot of situations. But since you can't do that, since you don't have a flux capacitor and a DeLorean, get off of my face. Get Um, out of my face. So that's that's where I was at one point because it was just a lot to deal with. And I just got tired of being like, you know, this is the experience. And I know as we get older, 
it starts to become more common until a certain point where it doesn't, that you lose people, which, you know, mm-hmm. I think about, you know, my family, my grandmother, my mother, when is a time where I'm going to lose these people, grandmother on either side, my father, you know, my sister, my brothers, all of you all I've met. When is going to be the day where I can't interact with you anymore? It's been a sombering experience. And what keeps me grounded is knowing that I can celebrate you all and interact with you all while I can here. And then whatever happens in the hereafter happens in the hereafter. The Crossroads. With bone, 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 bone. That's the best I can tell y'all because I haven't been yet. So I'm <laughs> not here to report back. But I did want to, like, interesting because obviously you're not the only one that has struggled with the condolence awkwardness. I certainly did have, I didn't really pay it no mind. I appreciated it because I'm like, I just saw it as an acknowledgement and I didn't make it that deep or whatever. And of course, this is no shade to anybody that says that. It is appropriate, okay? And when all else fails, either say the thing that is appropriate or be quiet. So at least if they're saying <laughs> something appropriate, then I mean, you, you know, don't right. discomforted as you would be if they said something that was inappropriate. So uh, If I was discomforted, I, just, I wouldn't want off of most people. I'm going to let you know. I was on a hair trigger ready. And I, yeah, I needed somebody to do something. And then that time I blocked at least one person because I asked them to do something oh, yeah. and they couldn't do it for me. And I said, guess what you are? You Legos now. Not Legos in Nigeria's, but you Legos, okay? The blocks, you blocked. Done. Oh, I get it. Oh, wow. That was a good one. I like that one. Oh, you're Legos. welcome. You're welcome. Lego. Because uh, I was thinking, Lego. I was like, what does a place in Africa have to do? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Not where me. Because Magoo is from, he's from the lag, as the people call it. Come on, geography. Let's get into geography. So I was looking up the definition of the word condolences. And what's it mean? Fancy. I mean, it's literally, it says an expression of sympathy, especially on the occasion of death. But you know how Auntie Google likes to keep you covered and basically tell everybody else's business. So you can tell what other people have been searching for because it literally says people also ask. And people also ask what to say when sending condolences. So I'm just going to run through a few. I'm Sorry to hear of your loss. I'm going to give you my favorites because I like the ones that convey feeling. And I can see what you mean when you say condolences because it sounds trite because it, it is the most common. So most another common way to say, I'm stunned by this news. My heart aches to hear this news. I love you and I'm here for you. Please mm-hmm. know that your friends love you and are here for you. My deepest sympathies to you and your family. There's some other ones in this list. You can literally ask Auntie Google. Y'all know how we do around here. Oh, well, yeah, you can definitely family. do it. We're soil cousins with our Auntie Google. We are family. But just speak from the heart. I don't feel comfortable with saying condolences just because I recognize it as, as trite. And it's no shade to anybody that says that. Once again, I cannot emphasize that enough. But I just like to say something to the person, especially if I feel like I we're familiar enough to maybe kind of break a little from the same thing that they've been reading. I try to say something comforting. There is that. And that's, that's really the best that we can do. But I can tell you the most frustrating part for me, actually the most upsetting, the most most the place where I found the most emotional triggers was in the informing people. 
I was not looking forward to saying anything to anybody online, similar to you, because it's just like, okay, I... I don't want this to be real. Yeah, that's where I am. A bunch of responses. Now, here's the thing. I need people to know because I need people to understand, hey, this is something, this is a life-changing event that occurred Mm -hmm. and I'm over here dealing with this. But I do also want people to know, you know, I have a mother who I love very much who is no longer with us as of recently. And that is something that I, I should definitely make note of. But, you know, we don't have any control over the way that people respond. Because you know, when you get ready to respond, ain't nobody going to be able to control you. (laughs) There's only a couple people that can rein me in, Jesus. Because generally, if I'm about to pop off, it's about to explode. Tick, tick, boom, dynamite. It's pretty much like all them bubbles done gathered up behind that champagne cork and it's going to pop off. So there's that. But, you know, it was very uncomfortable with telling, sending the text messages and, and making the calls. And I feel like that was when the emotions first started to pour for me. And it's like, that's what made it real is that I have to say this. Like I have to actually tell people. Well, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I'm saying my grandfather passed, like I need time off. I'm going to have to go to his funeral. I'm going to have to help plan his funeral. Go to his house and clean up. And he's not going to be there just walking around to his own business, asking me how school is, or we talk about sports or something crazy. I mean, I'm not in school, but asking me how work is. And we talk about random stuff. Like, it's not going to be that. Even, you know, in the later years where he's just there and he's staring up at the ceiling and he's just looking off in space. And it's just something where, you know, I think, and it often hits me where I think about how as children, we have this imaginary belief in, in view of the world that sometimes we carry with us into adulthood. So mm-hmm. there's sometimes where I'm like, I don't think about my family passing and me eventually having to live without any of them. Of course. You know, so I don't ever you think about that. it when you're coming up. Absolutely. Not. Well, yeah. And it never, and even as I see people going through loss or I go through loss of other people myself, I never then related to, okay, what is your plan for when, you know, these people pass, when I can't go to my grandmother anymore in New Bern and yeah. talk to her or when call my mother or like I do every week. I call my mother every week mm. or chat with my auntie about being cheap and frugal and crazy stories. Like, when is this going to happen where I can't see a couple of my various uncles or whoever no. else? So what you just said, it made me think about my sister. Every parent knows this. Every kid that has siblings understands that sometimes it's all through your life and sometimes it's at different points in your life. But I know for sure that in adulthood, my mom <laughs> and my sister were very close. Mm-hmm. And so I my just, mom you know, and my mom, sister, uh-huh. so close that every day my sister calls my mom mm-hmm. every day on the way home from work. That's and so I remember beautiful. she mentioned that now she has her phone. It is a habit. It's like within a few hours of walking out of the building, she is calling or as soon as she get in the car. That was it for me. You know, because I'm used to being able to call my grandfather if I have random troubles. And I don't know when next time I have a car issue and I just want to call him and talk to him. And it's been a while since I've called because I know he's been going through. But my buddy, Miss Kay, anytime I would just be traveling or I had some good news, I would call her and tell her like, you know, hey, I got some good news or... If I'm driving to New Bern, I'll talk to her for a couple of hours. We talk kiki, haha, you know, da 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 da, um, and go on. Or 
even, you know, when my cousin Tutu passed a couple of years back, there was a time where I had something happen. I can't remember exactly what it was. Something happened and actually I know it was a phone call I got about something, an opportunity. And I immediately was trying to dial her number. And then like, as I'm about to push send, I remember you ain't there on the other end. So I'm not going to be able to get you. Before my great grandmother passed, every Easter she'd go out and get her an Easter lily. So this is a plant story showing plants and how they relate to me and people ethnobody within my family. My grandmother would go and get an Easter lily every year. That was their ritual. That was their thing where she would go and get my grandmother an Easter lily. The year after, the following Easter after my grandmother passed, I think she passed in October, my grandmother got up, she went to the store, she gets to the store, she's picking up the Easter lilies, and as she's about to get to the register, she remembers my great-grandmother's passed. There's nobody to buy this for. So she got real upset, and this sad story has a good ending. So she got real upset, my mom and aunt called me, said she was upset, so I said, don't worry about it, I'll fix it when I come home. I go to the Harrison Tata, I get an Easter lily. I get maybe two or three. I buy them and I bring them to her. And I say, this is now our thing. I will buy you Easter lilies and I will bring them to you now. Oh, yes. And like with Tutu, her daughter, when I have good news now, I call her yes. daughter and I say, hey, you know, her eldest daughter. And I say, hey, this is something that happened to me. Or I'm just checking up on you, you know, because your mother loved you. I loved your mother dearly. You family, we family, da, 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 da. Just call me if you need something. And that's what I say to you. If your sister was like, I call mama every day. Be like, hey, look, you know, you may not want to talk to her every day. I don't know how close you and your sister are. That ain't for the people in right. here. But what I will say <laughs> is if you want to throw, if you want to throw that into your habit where you say, okay, look, well, we talk every day now. Or you call me once a week. It ain't going to never be like you and mama because y'all have your own special connection and that's yeah. cherished and that's beautiful. Yeah. But we can start our own bond. I and, did offer that. And cultivate it. See, we that's what you're a good sister. You I offered sister. that. I was like, you could just call me and I'll even pretend like I'm her. I'll be like, oh, ooh, he said, what, girl? What? Well, you know, you oh, just I have to pray for up. them. <laughs> you just got to keep, you just, you just can't stop. You just I'm like, I will do my best impersonation of her and we will have a, a good time. <laughs> and I want her to take me up on it. Look, I So we can look, at least have fun. I'd say, and that's where I did. I didn't even give my grandmother a chance to decline. I just did it. I was like, this is now, we're changing the dynamic. The thing about that, even what you're suggesting is, again, the memories that you and your sister have with your mother are distinctive and they are important and they're unique and they're beautiful and special and priceless. And again, you can never in a million years be the stand-in as we would want because we just want a perfect replica stand-in. But what we can get is somebody who can help us get through the pain and discomfort of healing from grief. Well, there's two things I want to mention. I have a question that I want to wrap up with. And there's one thing I want to mention before that question, which is the attachment of it all. That's really what grief is ultimately. I'm going to let you ask Auntie Google about this while I expound. But I Uh want you to look up the definition of the word grief. Okay, the thing and and I don't know the exact definition because, you know, I ain't never really looked it up or not recently. It is the breaking of the attachment that is where the most discomfort comes from, in my experience. And I believe this to be pretty universal with that pain that you feel after someone who was in your life 
is no longer here. And you didn't really have to be close with them. It's just like, there's a finality. Of course, you know, there's this whole kind of mirror effect, meaning now you're considering your own mortality. I'm not sorry. I was going to say I'm sorry and disclaimer or whatever about this being a morbid episode. But like I said, connections here, plants die. That is the part of the last question that I'm going to ask to wrap this up. But uh-huh. definition of grief, what you got? So I got up and got my little iPad. And according to Auntie Google, mm-hmm. grief is a noun. Okay. And it's deep sorrow. Right, that caused by someone's death. Informally, it's trouble or annoyance. So when we think about grief mm-hmm. and we think about that loss, we can consider it like this within the world, within the food, the web of life, that thing that connects all living things together and how nutrients move and animals and fungi and bacteria and viruses and the plants and all that stuff, all those mm-hmm. things connect. That web is built on certain relationships and connections, just like our lives, right? Our lives are built on certain connections. And when a connection is removed, let's say they build another gas station. When you're looking at that food web, again, those connections are important because, again, if they build somebody's rando gas station, right? They build somebody's rando food storage unit facility and animals are removed from a certain area. That disrupts the food web. Sometimes it can bounce back. Other times it can't, especially when we think of animals just becoming overpopulated in certain areas, their populations are increasing past what they should be, or in the terrible cases of extinction where things just disappear. Animals and fungi and all these species are just wiped out by our efforts. That connection is gone. And currently, it's very difficult to impossible to reinstate that. In the human world, on our grief cycles with people when we lose them, yeah, in the form of death, in the form of them transitioning, that is very difficult to bounce back from. Again, just like the, food, the web of life, right? So the biggest thing that I think we have to do is to acknowledge it, to acknowledge our pain, our emotions, positively coop as best as we can. Mm-hmm. And if you got the resources, the access to the resources, find somebody's counseling, find somebody's yes. therapist that you can sit and talk to, chit chat to. And if nothing mm-hmm. else, if you can't afford it, find your good friends that you can talk to or do like yes. I do and talk to the plants. I talk to the plants. They talk back to me. They say things. That's a lot of wisdom. They were yes. saying some stuff. Perfect segue into wrapping it up. And so what I want to know is in your plant journey, in your Mm. relationship with plants Mm. as a whole botanist, which I feel like I didn't mention that at all. How did I? They should know by now. They They should know by now. It's in the the description. So (laughs) y'all know the vibes. (laughs) But how has caring for plants, especially as you consider some of the plants that you may have lost that you really didn't want to, how has that prepared you for grief? I'm going to say something, and it's maybe one of the most powerful things I've ever said. Uh-oh. You know? Cut it up, y'all now. Um, Pay attention. I love to tell a story, as you all know. If you don't know, you're going to figure it out. There's various plants I have around this house that will sometimes die, usually plants in the aeroid family. Aeroids are things like our philodendrons, our monasteras, our um, colocasias, alocasias, mm-hmm. pothos, pothos, which are epiprenum 
and peace lilies. I don't have nobody's peace lilies in this house. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't, but it's okay. It's okay. Cause we I think since we didn't, since we ran out of time, it's okay. We'll do this on the other hot one. Hot chocolate. It's gonna, yes. They gonna, it's going to be some hot chocolate. So, so tell the watch. story and then we're going to get to the so, hot chocolate. Here's what had happened. I have had various plants that have died on the, where the, the top green parts above ground, the stems, the shoots, those things above ground again have died back and it appeared as if they were gone. But just like with these plants that have died and I can't see any visible trace of them above ground. So my perception is that it is gone forever. I take care of that area. I take care of that barren place. And eventually what can be culminated or cultivated back in its place is a resurgence, a return, a renewal of that thing that I have once lost. When I think about how I used to deal with loss in general, as a child, a teen, a young adult, I used to think of loss as these things are gone. And once they're gone, they are gone forever. And granted, my grandfather is not here on this side with me. My belief system is he's in there after in heaven doing the uh, icky shuffle with Jesus in them. But my memories of him, my experiences of him, I can cherish forever. Lessons I have from him, I can cherish forever. And even just with me being the man that I am is in part due to the legacy of my grandfather, Ronald Arison Gadet. And it is amazing, which again, for those of you who are eagle-eyed, we have the same middle name. So it, it is amazing how there are sometimes where plants will die and they won't come back and they won't come back and it's okay. And I'll just go and I'll recultivate that space again with a memory or I'll start a new tradition in order to help heal that space over. It's not to wipe it out. It's not to erase it. I'm not doing any colonization or gentrification of my grief, Uh-oh. but I am doing restoration of it by introducing again that new plant or cultivating the space until that thing which I thought had died returns. Wow. Wisdom. So I do hope that y'all enjoyed this conversation and season 4.5 of Black in the Garden, Cola be talking and friends. As I am talking with my friends, I am so glad to be able to do that as we're getting ready to celebrate the second anniversary of Black in the Garden. I'm like, I want to do it with my friends. We're just going to bring all my people that I want to be, that I've been wanting to talk to and stuff. But starting with the chocolate botanist who is also the crazy botanist on the weekends. I don't know. It just depends on what day. But thank you so much, Derek. Tell us about chocolate and be brief, please, because I want to wrap this like right now. About hot cocoa hot is chocolate. a YouTube thing. Hot, hot, hot cocoa. cocoa. See, See? you See, do you, it better than it. me. Hot okay. cocoa is a YouTube series. Watch it and subscribe. Subscribe first, watch it, like my stuff, or else all your plants are going to get spider mites. I didn't really feel it, but the plants, they told me, them and Dr. CB told me, if you don't subscribe to yeah. my stuff, yes, and you don't like my things, there's going to be <laughs> just spider mites and mealybugs all over your plants and you roaches. Roaches are going to come out of the soil. Oh, the come on. That is violence. All right. so That is violence, but they should also subscribe to my stuff. Amen. Keep going. So what we're going to do is put that information in the show notes, the description, the episode liner, whatever you like to call it. Thank y'all once again. Can't thank you enough. Everything you need is in the show notes. Make sure that you take note of how to support, especially if you enjoyed this episode. If you listen to the end, you know how I feel about that. You 
are special. All right. And you should know that. Can I get you to agree? Oh, yes. I had a substitute teacher back in Newburgh, North Carolina. Those of you listening. And she would Mm -hmm. say, you are special and you are somebody. And that is what all of you are. That's a beautiful note for us to drop out on. So love, light and soil is what I say when I'm done. And y'all have a fantastic day. Bye.